With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome into a special bonus episode of the Vertical Podcast. Glad you could join me. And uh, my guest today is Michelle Roberts, the executive director of the National Basketball Players Association. There's a lot going on in the sports world with sports and politics intersecting and even more going on in basketball. So I thought I'd sit down with Michelle and discuss all these issues. We get into the idea of NBA player protests going into the season. We talked about the college basketball scandal, how that could bleed into the NBA. And of course, the recent ESPN report that said nine teams after revenue sharing lost money. So I dive into all that with Michelle Roberts. Quick housekeeping note, if you like this podcast, very easy way you can support it. Head over to Apple Podcasts, post a comment, leave a rating. It's simple, it's easy, it's free. It's the best way to make sure we keep doing this podcast week after week. That's it. And now on to my conversation with Michelle Roberts. My guest this week is Michelle Roberts. She's just over three years into her tenure as executive director of the National Basketball Players Association. And I'm recording this in her wonderful office here in New York City. Michelle, thank you for uh, doing this. Oh, it's my pleasure. No problem. So three years enjoying the job? I am. And it's hard to believe that it's already been three years. Um, Having said that, it also feels like it's been 50 years. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm still getting up in the morning, very happy to, to be working here. So there's, uh, there was a lot of one to get into when I was scheduling this last week, but obviously the events mm. of the weekend and, sure. and media day changed everything. Mm-hmm. I just want to get your, your first reaction to, on a personal level, to what you heard from the president and what you saw from the NFL players over this past weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I and I still maintain that no one really cares what Michelle Roberts thinks about anything, right? I mean, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a player, um, and so I frankly have been mum about any number of things that have happened that have come out of the White House. When I heard what the president said, um, I, I, I was, 
I can't say shocked because that's that's now getting getting old. But I was unhappy. Um, I immediately thought to myself, self, are the basketball players next? Um, and sure enough, <laughs> within 24 hours, um, you know, his ire was aimed at at our players, and so. I, I, I was I was distressed. Um, I did not I did not expect or or anticipate that our players would have any reaction publicly. Um, they're not required to. Um, but once they began to respond to what they'd heard uh, with glee, I supported them and maintained that they were absolutely correct in their responses to what the president said. It was outrageous, and the response was I think appropriate. Did you sense that something, maybe not exactly this, could be coming with the Warriors for a long time have been skeptical about going to the White House, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of outspoken and extremely articulate players on that team. Did you get a feeling that if it wasn't this, it might have been something that that blew up, you know, politically? Only because it's not easy to escape this president's ire. Um, And so, you know, my players, my players, our players have been have been vocal during the, the during the electoral process and even after the election um and he had not at least I'm not aware of any response from the president from the white house i just i knew it was frankly a matter of time um i'm saddened that it came the way it did but i knew it was a matter of time uh, i don't i my only regret and i think i share the warriors regret is that the team did not have that opportunity to have that discussion that they planned to have last saturday that the the president's remarks preempted that. Um, it would have been, I think, good for the team and perhaps even good for the rest of us to have the benefit of their discussions um, shared with us. So, yeah, it was, it was bound to happen. It happened. And the sad news is that it'll probably happen again. If the NFL is the biggest sport in the country, that's NBA... Not, that's nonsense. Go well, on. <laughs> financially, I mean, I guess if it, okay. if it drives the most around. Well, I was going on to, to compliment NBA players being the most visible. and, and I agree. And certainly the most popular. Uh, I you know, absolutely if you, agree. If you make a list of the 20 most known athletes in the world, probably 15 of them mm-hmm. are going to be uh, NBA players. Uh, what was your, your reaction to how the players handled this uh, on media day and, and over the weekend? You know, I, I, I've been... And, and, and let me underscore something. It's not the case <clears throat> that when these events occur, we have a big meeting and map out a strategy. That, that, that is the furthest from the truth that, that it could be. Indeed, the players, the NBA players, make these decisions on their own. They don't ask me, is this okay? Um, <clears throat> and so all of this is organic. They have, since I've been in this position, always responded to these issues, I think, in ways that are both impactful uh, but respectful. And so I didn't have any, I've not taken issue with any of the events that the players have, have originated in, in the ESPN piece, the I Can't Breathe shirts. Uh, nothing that they've done has made me anything other than proud. And so um, I expected that what they would have to say, if they had anything to say, would be done tastefully. And I believe it absolutely was. How do you think uh, the preseason is less than a week away? Hmm. How do you think that players? Are, are going to respond during games because, you know, LeBron said he's not going to take a knee, but right. others, I was in Boston when Jalen Brown said we're going to talk about doing something. Right. DeMar DeRozan said they will try to do something. Mm-hmm. Do you get any sense about how uh, certain players, certain teams are going to respond when the 
preseason games or regular season games start? No, because they haven't told me. <laughs> and but they what they have told me, and I have obviously engaged in conversations with the players, is that they what they, whatever they choose to do, they want to do as a team. They want to have those discussions, the same kind of discussion that Golden State would have had last Saturday about what the team, what they as a team would like to do, um, and they'll let me know. Um, so. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think we didn't replicate the, the taking the knee activity during the last season. Um, I think NBA players are pretty unique and, and aren't really the kind of kind of guys that tend to to parrot what other other players do. So what whatever they, the players do, um, they will do after they've had a chance to hear each other out. Um, I would imagine that the, the the front office will have some some participation in those discussions. But what's important is that both the PA, the union, um, and the and the and the the league, have let the players know that we will support their expressions of 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 in response to the, to these issues and other issues. Um, and I think we'll get through this season without much much controversy. Not the kind of controversy that's that's plaguing the NFL right now. Um, but I expect the players will do something. The the NFL doesn't have a rule against kneeling, sitting for the anthem. The NBA does. Right. Um, and we saw 20 years ago with Mahmoud Abdul-Rauf yeah. being suspended for a game and, and finally coming to some kind of agreement with David Stern back then. Mm-hmm. It's a different league. It's a different commissioner. But mm-hmm. have you had conversations with Adam Silver about um, how he's going to react to this if players choose to um, do something during the national anthem? No, it, it is a, a, a policy that I have not to discuss or reveal discussions with Adam um, but I will say that I haven't because I haven't believed I needed to um, I, I was not the executive director when my, the, the, the other piece happened but I'm aware of the rule, the players are aware of the rule um, and we'll see, this is a different commissioner, um, this is a different time, um, I disagree with the view that taking a knee is disrespectful but there is a rule, and so we'll see. I, I don't know that we'll see because I don't know that, that that we will have a player do that. We've not yet had a player do it. But if, in fact, it happens and if, in fact, the league responds by dis- dis- deciding to uh, impose some penalty, then we will, as we've done with for every player that wants to challenge the discipline, will support that player and defend that player. You and Adam recently co-signed uh, a letter that – uh, effectively, to paraphrase it, uh, encourage players to be outspoken mm-hmm. on social issues, to use their platform mm-hmm. on social issues. Do you get the sense that that Adam Silver and would, would be in favor, the NBA would be in favor of players um, making a statement like this because of their visibility and, and how people look up to them? Yeah, and the other thing I don't do is speak for Adam, but I will say, I mean, I, I slippery take, slope there sometimes. It is, yeah. it is, and, and I would I would expect that he'd say the same about speaking for me. Um, I think what we said is what he meant. And, and what I what I meant, um, and so we both have publicly made clear that we endorse and support the players' rights of expression, of free expression, um, and we encourage the players as as they've done to both use their platforms to to express their views on on various issues, but also their positions to affect change in their communities. I mean, our players, and I'm not taking a dig at any other players, but our players are quite active in engaging in their respective communities to to not simply walk the walk but uh, not talk the talk but they actually walk the walk so all of that activity is encouraged by the PA 
The good news is it's encouraged by the by the league vis-a-vis Adams Adams words. Um, and so, no, it's been said that the, our our game is, is is much more progressive than other games. Um, I have believed that that's true. I will I'll give a, a shout out though to the NFL owners because they came they came they came at it this this past weekend in ways that I was shocked. And so, you know, I, I still maintain that we're, we, we, we are more progressive and, 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 and forward-thinking than other games. But the good news is we may be bringing other games and other, other leagues along. Mm-hmm. Uh, mo- moving on, there's a Board of Governors meeting on Thursday mm-hmm. and a couple of significant items on that. One is lottery yeah. reform, which mm-hmm. everybody in the small market, big markets are talking about. But the other issue that's going to come up is uh, the issue of revenue sharing and teams losing money. Uh, there was an... <laughs> You smile. People not listening. You're smiling while you're, or can't see. You're smiling there. Just to, to recap what the ESPN report said: fourteen teams uh, lost money last season. Nine lost money even after revenue sharing. Now, at this point, it's a league issue because there is a collective bargaining agreement. But does you got your that right? <laughs> does your antenna go up at all when you see a report like that? Because for me, it reminds me of seven, eight years ago when this all started to get the rock rolling with NBA owners losing money. The only thing I will say, well, well I, I will repeat what you said. Uh, our deal, our CBA runs for another seven years. So if there's a problem, it's the owner's problem. That's number one. Number two, you know, all I can know is that you know, the, the league, God bless them, successfully negotiated a $25 billion TV deal. All I know is that, uh, that, that gate receipts have been going up across the league, all I know is that the sale of, of season tickets have been going up across the league. Uh, our game has never been more popular. BRI has, is, is continuing to grow year, year over year. So, you know, I, I was probably as shocked as the rest of us were to hear that the nine teams are reported to be losing money. Do I believe it? Frankly, I don't. Uh, do I have to believe it? Frankly, I don't. Um, and so whatever the, le- the league decides together with the owners to do in terms of their revenue sharing, it's clearly their business. It's their revenue. It's their share of the BRI. Um, but the good news is whatever they have to do is not going to impact the players for the next seven years because our deal is solid. The, the other significant issue is, is lottery reform. And, and again, this is more of a league issue because small market teams are battling right now with big market teams. Do you... I mean, do you have any horse kind of in that race with with you know how these teams are kind of built and what they're how they're put together? Yeah, yeah no, and I'd say two things. One, um, and and I don't, I've not, and I'm not going to accuse any team of tanking, but I do know this: our our guys are incredibly competitive, and every single one of them wants to win, and every single one of them wants to compete for a championship. And to the extent it's true that teams are deliberately not providing the kind of support. Uh, or manpower to teams in an effort to better their, their lottery position, that's despicable. And I, and I agree with the league to the extent they're trying to stop that from happening if it's happening. Again, I've not made one, one single accusation. Um, uh, the, the second piece is, um, you know, I, I, I'm more interested in free agency and the preservation of free agency than I am with, 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 with lottery reform. Um, you know, I, I, I get the league's concerns about about competitive balance. You know, that's that's their mantra. That's fine, um, and and to the extent they are convinced, and I'm not, I'm somewhat neutral on this. I think the players are as well. <clears throat> that there is there's more help that needs to be done to help small market teams. If if lottery reform is one way to get there, that's fine. Um, it's only when they start talking about changing <clears throat> free agency rules that the players need need to and are, do become vocal. 
three years ago, the, the impetus for lottery reform was Philadelphia and mm-hmm. what, what they were doing. Now, if you talk to people in the league, what, what Phoenix did towards the end of last year is, I don't know if I call it a driving force, but it's there in, in, in this discussion. D- did you take any issue with Phoenix sitting healthy players, and, and, and I don't, it's, they weren't even hiding it to a certain degree, saying right. management decision with some of these guys. Did you take any issue with your guys being kind of benched and, and, and sidelined for reasons beyond their game? What I did was wait for the players to <clears throat> formally complain, and I didn't receive any. Um, you know, you know I, 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 I think that, that we have to be concerned about a couple of things. My first concern is the players. If players think that this is, that, that behavior is in any way negatively impacting their careers, then we t- we, that gets our attention. And I don't know that the players uniformly decided to buy into whatever was going on in Phoenix or not. All I know is I didn't receive any complaints. And so I don't look for trouble if there's no trouble that exists. You know, the second thing is we have to be mindful of fans. And everybody that buys a ticket has the right to see a competitive performance. And if teams are deliberately benching the the stars of, on their on their rosters um, that does impact fan their fan base and so I would I would frankly join the league in asking teams to be mindful that while they have they may have legitimate reasons for wanting to reposition themselves for the lottery uh, you can't do that at the expense of the game and you certainly can't do it at the expense of the player's career one of the more radical ideas I've heard from small market owners is to adopt an NFL free agency policy which is the franchise tag uh, for players do you, this is a, obviously a free agency issue. Right. Uh, if that was ever floated to you, would what would your position be? It, well, I should initially say it's not been floated. Mm. I've only had nominal conversations with players about it, just in conversation asking if they if that's something they'd be interested in. When we, when we began the CBA um, the negotiations, part of what we did was find out from the players that there were issues that were on their minds that we, they wanted us to bring to to the table, and that was one of the things I discussed. Uh, anticipating that that might be something that the league brought to the table, I wanted to flush out some um, opinions from some of our marquee guys, and they were not interested. Mm-hmm. Just stir flat, just we don't want it. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. That, that, at least th- that's the, the survey, the, you know, the, the quote-unquote, I'm using quotation marks, survey I took was, nah. Mm-hmm. Not interested. The uh, the summer of 2017, free agency wise, was significantly different from 16. 16 was uh, very free spending. Summer 17 was more conservative. Did it surprise you at all that that contract length and salaries were scaled back so significantly in the summer of 2017? Well, I think you, you also have to take a look at the free agency classes. And it's 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 not fair to to suggest there's an apples to apples comparison. You know, there were some teams that were making decisions based on the available availability of players. Money was being spent. I mean, a lot of guys were making a lot of money. You know, it didn't compare to 2017. I'm sorry, it didn't compare to 2016. But a lot of money was spent, and I and I and I was still sort of looking at it. But I think I frankly think that the real answer lies in just who was out and um, and 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 who's out next year. I mean, I think I think teams do think not one year at a time, but several years at a time. And so it's, it's, it's difficult to, to make generalizations about why the money overall was less than the money last year. Another big story that, that broke this week was in college basketball with the, the scandal involving wow. financial advisors and, yeah. and others. Uh, again, this is more of a college basketball issue, yeah. but a lot of these financial advisors are involved with NBA players. Yep. What was your 
reaction to seeing uh, the FBI investigation and, right. and hearing what the U.S. attorney said at the press conference? Well, I'll tell you, the first thing I did was direct my general counsel to direct his staff to find out exactly who the defendants were that were named in those complaints, um, identify what relationships those defendants had with any, ex any current NBA players, and frankly, any prior and, and NBA players, at least players during the um, time frame referenced in the complaint. Um, and and even if that the and what relationships those people had with unnamed agents or other financial advisors that we know in dealing with our players. So th th we had a very busy afternoon in our legal department. Um, in fact, I'm meeting with my department this today to find out pre what preliminary um, report they have. Um, but we are going to be rigorous and making sure that anybody who is, who is engaged in this in this misconduct is 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 out and in, in at least in terms of being certified by this PA to continue to work with our players and so you know it was it was not I wasn't shocking I mean everyone says this has been going on and goes on it's difficult it's difficult to prove but now that we have you know open open evidence of it um, we're going to respond. Does it make you, I, I don't know specifically what your process is in evaluating these financial advisors and people, but does it make you sort of want to not start from scratch, but look deeper into how the, the PA kind of evaluates these advisors and certifies them? We don't certify, unlike the NFL PA, we don't certify financial advisors. We certify the agents. What we do do, however, is en encourage our players to give us information, names, Anything they've got about financial advisors, and we perform due diligence on these on these people, um, and we advise the players if we find anything that should be concerning. Um, agents we scrutinize much more much more thoroughly because we do have the power to either allow them or disallow them from representing our players. Um, and but part of what we do is make sure that the financial advisors that are being referred to by the agents, that the agents understand that if there's an issue, we will hold the agents responsible if they've made the direct referral because our players do trust these agents. So you know, it, 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 it keeps me up at night. This is the sort of thing that keeps me up at night because I've said this on a number of occasions. Our players are literally stalked because of their income um, by people, most with good intentions, but far too many without. Um, and so it's disturbing. I feel badly um, at the college level because to the extent it works, it's frankly because these, these and I'll call them kids because I'm old enough to do that, <laughs> it's, it's frankly because these kids are not compensated in ways that would make them able to say no to, to overtures of, the, of that kind of cash. Um, and so it's a problem that needs to be, in the first instance, addressed, I think, at the college level. But to the extent it impacts on our players, uh, we'll, 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 we will figure it out and, and take care of it. You're an, an attorney first. Um, when you see or, or the affidavit that's out there and you listen to the press conference, are you expecting this to, to, to bleed significantly into the NBA and, and its players as we move forward? Significantly is a tough word to adopt. I do think it will bleed. Um, this, this is the kind of criminal prosecution that that, that – generally results in people, my words, flipping. Um, and there's, there are too many close associations between some of the named defendants and some people that I know are actively engaged with the players for me to think it won't have any impact. It will. Um, but it's, it's, it's almost good news because if people are engaged in this kind of misconduct and, and potentially harming our players, I want to know about it. And this is thank you, U.S. Attorney's Office, for letting me know. I'll get rid of them. 
couple of things and maybe a little bit on a lighter note. Uh, Adam, um, your relationship with Adam Silver now at this point, uh, how would you characterize it? Uh, Respectful. Um, I didn't know uh, Adam, obviously, before I got the job. Um, And there was no reason, therefore, since I didn't know him, uh, for me to have any antagonism toward him. I've not been in the good news about being completely outside of the the game of basketball is I had no enemies. Um, And no one could call me an enemy. And so we started out you know, fairly, fairly, fairly well. And th- despite the fact that CBA, there were some, there were some rough days and, and, and sharp elbows on occasion. Uh, we've come out of that process. I think, I think we, we, we can be called friends, um, but, but mostly it's one, one of mutual respect. I, I understand and get that his priority are, is to promote the best interests of the, of the owners. Mm. He has some responsibility to the game and the players, but you know, I, at the end of the day, I get it. And he gets that, for me, it's players first. And so once we sort of decided that that was okay for us to have our respective constituents, uh, we've been able to work together, I think, in a way that's good for the game. You've joked in the past that you're not going to be in this job forever. You're not, certainly not going to be doing right. it at 70. You, you <laughs> have right. an established agreement for at least the next six years. Um, as you look at the next few years for you and the union, what are your, some of your priorities uh, kind of moving forward? Well, as, as you know, we, we recently re- decided to retain our group licensing rights. Um, in fact, we opened for business on July 1st of this year. We've got a great team, a really strong management team to, to push this, this concept forward. Started a, um, a for-profit, wholly-owned subsidiary, the NBPI. And so my priority right now is to make sure that that, that entity fulfills its, 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 problem, its promise and its mission, and it, I have no reason to doubt that it will. Um, but what I want to do is make sure that the structure that we, my management team and I, together with our players, have created for the union um, will survive no, no matter who's in this seat. Um, no matter if my t- entire senior management team is 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 turned o- is turned over, we've we've established a structure which I think can deliver what the PA is supposed to deliver for its players. And I'll work on making sure that's strong enough, and then I will ride off into the sunset. <laughs> Do you have an, uh, a ride off to the sunset date at this point? I don't. Um, my I don't. And you know, the good news about me is once I begin to get a little itchy. I know it, and then mm-hmm. I'll leave. Right now, I'm I'm still having a, having fun. You know, this this game is is hard to walk away from. I would agree with that, uh, Michelle. I know you're busy. Thank you for taking some time to join me here. No, thanks for coming. That's it for this week's episode. My thanks to Michelle Roberts for joining the show. As always, you can download archived episodes on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, really anywhere you can download podcasts. While you're there, post a comment, leave a rating. You know I appreciate it, and I'll see you next week. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.